At one point, it was like the biggest show on. The guy that plays Rick is hot, I'll give you that. That hurt my heart. That bitch. It was around the time the Whisperers came. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Let's Get Mystical. Lynn is very excited today because this is our first themed episode and it's all about The Walking Dead. <laughs> I'm like, it's bittersweet, like it's still my favorite jam, but I'm still really, really sad and I <laughs> cried so much at the last episode. Well, we'll get to that eventually, but we're not talking about the last episode just yet. But before we get into any of it, I want to let everybody know there will be spoilers about probably the whole series. So if you haven't watched it, I wouldn't listen to this episode yet. (laughs) Or if maybe you've wanted to watch it, but it's too scary, I'm going to sum it up for you. (laughs) There you go, too. Yeah, because this is basically your opportunity to tell me all about it. Oh, God. You know, and, and we were sitting laughing about, we, this can't be a nine-hour episode. <laughs> Goes along with the wanting to see books be true to the books when they're made into movies with, like, every single line. <laughs> yeah, it'll probably be a longer-than-usual episode, but we're going to try yeah. to keep it as short as possible. Um, I, I'll do my best. <laughs> and uh, I did, admittedly, watch the first two episodes for the sake of this podcast. But that's as far as I could get. Well, what did you think, though? We'll get into that. But why don't you okay. give us a little <laughs> overview of the show first? So the 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 reduced synopsis of The Walking Dead is a man wakes up from a coma to a completely changed world where the dead is now walking among us. And in this world, they have never heard of zombies. They, they don't know what a zombie is. So it's not like for us now where, you know, if all of a sudden the dead's walking, ooh, zombies, we know what that is. In that world, in the walking dead world, they've never heard that word. So different groups refer to them as different things, whether walkers, which is what our group calls them, biters, roamers, chompers, uh, all kinds of different terms, just depending on which group they are. Do they explain eventually why the different names no, it's you. You just think about it. Whenever, it, it, okay, you and I were talking about rum and root, right? Different yep. areas have different terms for different things, right? And we have different foods, stuff like that. So, walkers, the dead is walking. Roamers, they're roaming around. Biters, because they bite. You know, it's rotters because they're rotting. So, just different groups has different nicknames for this creature that no one has ever heard of before. It's gotcha. new to this world. Yeah. Let's start with a pilot. Um, you, you mentioned how he wakes up in a coma, which I hate. I absolutely hate the coma storyline. I've always hated that storyline. But see, if you kept watching, you'd find out why. Well, I mean, it showed that he got <laughs> shot. Yeah. And, and why I, he woke up alone. You, If you kept watching. Well, okay. I understand that. But <laughs> the, just the, the, the fact that they started with him in a coma. I hate that. I've always hated that every time that's happened. <laughs> Well, just, I'm gonna set. I'm gonna segue off for one second. You know the show Fear the Walking Dead. They were voting for that's a prequel to the Walking Dead. They were voting for the name. I contributed the Waking Dead, and they just chose Fear the Walking Dead. I feel like so much more could have been done with that show. I really do. I just I feel like so much more could have been done with that. But it was almost like just you know riding that cash cow kind of thing like just say just 
taking the coattails of the success that was The Walking Dead because at one point it was like the biggest show on. You know, like everybody watched The Walking Dead until they didn't. (laughs) (laughs) I just feel like the the coma storyline is kind of lazy. Like there could have been other ways to introduce, you know what I mean? Well, there was rumors abound and he, you know, Robert Kirkman, who is the, the writer of the graphic novels, you know, put those rumors to bed that it was all a coma dream and that Rick was going to wake, wake up from the coma. And we're all like, we will riot. We will riot if this was all a coma dream, you know, after everything that happened. And it wasn't. It, it, it was the real world. But <laughs> one note I will say about the pilot is the guy that plays Rick is hot. I'll give you that. Uh, if anyone has watched Love Actually, it is... Uh, Oh, I can't think of his character's name. It's the best friend that's in love with um, Kira Knightley's character that holds up the the notes. I'm just a you know standing here on Christmas and you tell mm-hmm. the truth. That's him. Never actually seen that movie, but I've heard about it. Well, what's funny is he's British, and there are a lot of British actors that end up having to adopt the Southern accent because they're in uh, Georgia. Mm, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And this is way ahead of time, but there's a character who I won't even say his name now. He is British as well. He got his accent by watching Bill Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> he stole Bill Clinton's accent. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's weird. Um, okay, and I also, another thing about Rick is I like that he's a cop. I love cops. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But why is it always in these shows where it's like a survival thing, why is it always people that already have some skills. Why can't we have a show where it's just normal human being and they have to go about learning how to survive? I mean, he has to learn something. And again, if you watch the rest of the show, that is true. It does happen. Well, yeah, I know. I know there's some, but I mean, main character wise. Well, here's the thing though. Just because you know how to shoot somebody or arrest somebody does not mean you're going to know all the survival skills. Well, yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and I, there was a couple of times, even in the first two episodes, like when he decided to smear, which this was disgusting, but the the dead on themselves so that they didn't mm-hmm. smell alive. So there was some things, but. Can you imagine <clears throat> the smell of that world? Ugh. That's, if, if you've watched Zombieland, they are, uh, Zombieland 2, actually, they say something about there he's buying candles because of how bad the world smells. That's what I think about all the time is how bad the world would smell with all these rotting corpses just walking around all day. Yeah. They didn't really touch on that in the first couple episodes. Like when he walked out of the hospital and all those dead bodies were sitting there, you think he Mm. would have smelled something, but they didn't really show that. Um, Well, it's, we don't have smell a vision. So it wouldn't really matter if he like covered his face. Like, Oh, it stinks. You know, they did show one time. I can't remember when it was in the first episode, but they did show one time where he like had to cover his mouth. So no, I mean, that was, it's in there, but that was horror. That was horror. I've literally watched every single season several times through. Um, there is two episodes, actually, two episodes that I cannot rewatch, and that's Herschel and it's Abraham and Glenn. I feel like should I should I talk about spoilers or not? Like, I mean, yes, we did a spoiler alert, so Herschel's death. Um, that hurt my heart. And when Glenn and Abraham, when Negan killed them with, with the bat named Lucille. 
Yeah. Um, so Glenn was introduced in episode two and yes, I love him, but yes. I remembered from like stuff on Facebook and stuff that he dies. So yes. I didn't get to attach. <laughs> well, and here's the thing is, you know, people get really mad about characters dying and if Daryl dies, we all riot. Glenn actually died way earlier in the comic books. Daryl did not exist. They created Merle Dixon and he auditioned for Merle Dixon and they loved uh, Norman Rita so much. They created Daryl for him. Mm. And then he became like a fan favorite. Um, Carol, which anyone who's watched it knows that she becomes just, well, she becomes a badass out of necessity. It's because her heart is just, you know, hardened. Um, in the book, she was a wet noodle. You know, it's 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 kind of amazing what they did with character growth based on um, fan reaction. So that's to me, that's like that's good writers when you're paying attention to your fan base. You know, we want this character to get the retribution. We want them to get revenge. We want them to have their growth. You know. Yeah. Speaking of the female characters, I have a note here that just simply says that bitch from episode mm, Andrea. One. Andrea? The wife. Oh, Lori. <laughs> you know, I've had people argue with me over that, but listen, hear me out. Listen, Linda, listen. Okay, you think your husband's dead and you are running into the comfort of his best friend's arms. She thought he was dead for what? A week? Two weeks? I don't know. Like, that was awful quick. They didn't really explain i mean they might explain this later in the show but in the first couple episodes they didn't really explain like how long he was in the coma and how long this stuff has been going on and that's the thing is i don't think we're ever really told because if you think about it how long was the power on because once the power went off you know he's got oxygen hooked up he's got an iv well that iv bag is going to go dry you can only survive three days without water so how long was the power out how long since the hospital staff left Right, you know what and, I mean? but then also the flowers that Shane left were like completely dried out. Yeah. So yeah. it had to be in a little while. I think with a show like this, you just got to put reason and facts aside and just enjoy Logic. the ride. Yeah, just enjoy the ride. Uh, so that bitch. <laughs> that's, that's literally what my note says. Just says that bitch when it's with me. <laughs> I said that. Out I loud so too. want you to watch more of it because you know people are like oh because the zombies move so slow. To me, yes, there are zombies or walkers, but it's to me it's about human beings in a situation like this. Yeah, so that's one of my notes too. Is that I like that it was more centered around the people, the world, yes. and the politics of the world versus yes. the zombies. That's you got my brother was one of those people. Oh, did they go so slow? Well, guess what? He eventually got hooked, but then, like a lot of people, he just he stopped. He just stopped well, they, watching it. They explained that too, because yeah. um, oh, I forgot his name, but the black guy explained that you know, T dog, a couple, no, the other one, the one that he meets in the in the pilot with the son. Oh, Morgan. Yeah. So he explained, you know, one or a couple, <laughs> you know, together is no big deal, but in a big group, they get feeding frenzy so they they get stronger and faster and the very first episode did you notice they moved faster than they did in episode two and on they well they were slow and fast in the pilot yeah yeah so, and then eventually slows down it was and believe it or not they do evolve okay so that was one of my questions because 
some of the walkers are smart and then some are just complete morons. So is it because they've been dead longer? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then if you were to keep watching, you'll actually see um, the brain synapses, you know, firing and everything um, when they are alive as opposed to when they die um, because they meet with somebody from the CDC. It's yeah. like this well, one doctor. He, he was going towards the, the refuge or whatever, which is yeah. near the CDC. So, yeah. 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 Um, and you actually get to see everything firing when it switches from human brain to dead brain. God, I want you to keep watching it. Just if for no other reason to see my obsession, but this show has never been about the zombies to me. Yes, they are, you know, part of the story. And my mom, <laughs> my mom is like my twin or I guess I'm her twin. She loves the zombie kills. That's her favorite part is the zombie kills. I like the human interaction, but yeah, it's, it's always been about the human relationships and how, you know, we say to this day that family isn't always blood. And this show really shows that because most of their families are gone and they have formed this deep, deep connection, this love for each other. You know, they, they literally risk their lives for each other because they have become family. I think the thing that kept me interested was the emotional aspect. Because uh-huh. like that scene in the police station after they took showers. Yeah. And Morgan was telling him his story and about his wife and everything. I was yeah. like, oh, poor guy. Yeah. A couple other notes that I have here about the first episode was, first of all, Moments after the beginning of the freaking episode, we get a creepy kid. Uh, I could kill the writers for that. That that was done intentionally, obviously. I mean, it, okay, it, but is this is that scene from like a few episodes later because they never went back to it? You don't get a whole lot on that one, but I think it's just to show the audience how widespread it is, the kind of world you're in and the things that you might have to do to survive. Okay. And by the way, just to, sorry, this is so off topic, but on topic, that little girl grown up did a, uh, like a little video to congratulate the final episode. She grew into such a beautiful young woman. It's so weird to think it's been 11 years. So these kids are adults now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, She played the part well, but yeah, uh, I just it kind of bothered me that they started with that, then went backwards mm-hmm. to the coma, and then by the end of the episode, we didn't see that scene again. Like you would think that that scene was while he was in the police car because he was looking for gas. Oh no! Yeah, keep watching. No, I'm not going to. But um, <laughs> if it, if they come back to it, then it wouldn't bother me as much. But I'm not going to keep going, so it doesn't really. Matter so anymore. the thing is, this show does have a lot of gore. It has a lot of Mike. <laughs> I am one of those people because I was so obsessed that when Talking Dead came out, I would watch every second of Talking Dead because they had behind the scenes. So they would show what they made this blood from or what this flesh, because like when they're biting into somebody and they're tearing the flesh away, what they made it from. So like it was so cool to find out that, you know, when they bit this person's arm away, it was made of, you know, taffy or like maybe beef jerky with some like jelly on it. It was just I'm I'm a nerd when it comes to that stuff. But it's really cool to find out some of the CGI stuff, you know, when a walker's like there's nothing but, you know, their bottom half is gone and they're they're dragging themselves to see the CGI parts of that. And it's just 
this show was so remarkably done, so done remarkably well. You know, I, I did make a note that I think from a somatic cinematic standpoint, it's very mm-hmm. well done. Um, and it just gets better and better and better too. Because, I mean, you know, it's all set and computerized and stuff, but like even this, the deserted spots that they showed was very well done. It was very realistic. Um, <laughs> it gets to a point, um, you know, those of us that were fanatics started pointing out that he's going to these abandoned like areas. Why is the grass still mowed? <laughs> so they had to like reconfigure that. So they'd go to towns, you know, that were abandoned and the grass was overgrown and the weeds were growing. And well, yeah, <laughs> see that again, if we knew the timeline that might explain that, because if it was only a couple of weeks, grass would be overgrown. Well, depending on the Gra- area and de- depending on the weather, because it, sometimes it takes our grass to a couple of weeks to grow. So I have to get my grass mowed no less than, unless it's full on drought, no less than every other week when it's warm. Because especially the Johnson grass, mm-hmm. it's high. And see, it's different in each place, which that would have taken a lot of research for them to make, you know, a different depending on where they were. Well, but- they were using real neighborhoods that they were going through. They would scout out real neighborhoods, and sometimes the homeowners were in their houses watching this being recorded. Oh, I can imagine that. I mean, that would be yeah. the easiest way to do it because then you can just yeah. take that footage and then mm-hmm. computerize like the damage and all that stuff. So, yeah, I was. I mean, not all of it was made for the show. Some of it yeah. was just real neighborhoods, and you know, they would get permission to go in and like make it look like it had been picked over or maybe they'd remove some pieces and then they'd clean it up. You know, it was like, you you can use my house. (laughs) There was one scene. I'm pretty sure it was the first episode right before he got in the tank. I think it was Mm -hmm. um, where you could tell that the buildings behind him were real because they weren't like they were glass buildings and there was no damage to them at all. Yeah. But then there was so pretty early on at this point. Yeah. Yeah. But then there was a building in front of those glass buildings that was like made of brick. And mm-hmm. it was abandoned and there was no windows and stuff like that. Yeah. And that could have been a real building. You never know. It could have been St. Louis. I mean, we got the same thing. We have buildings down there that are so stunning and beautiful. And the skyline is just amazing. And then you keep driving and, oh, well, that one's been abandoned because the windows are broken out and graffiti. And that's any city is like that. You mentioned um, the violence. And I didn't feel that the first episode was too bad until the end. Till the yeah. till the horse scene, and then when he was in the tank. And again, remember it's not real. It's not real. Yeah, well, I know, I know. You know what my just... mom's complaint was? Why were there no animal walkers? <laughs> Actually, she has a good point because I thought that too when he approached the horse. I thought, oh, it's going to be infected and it's going to attack him. I think they eat him too much for them to come back. Yeah, but that horse was there for a while because those people that were inside the house were all. You know, there was flies all over him and everything. So I was very surprised that horse was available. Although I did I did enjoy the fact that they had him ride a horse instead of randomly yeah. find a car that still worked. Um, <laughs> well, and my thing is, why in the world would you go straight to the city? Like, I'm going as far away from civiliz- civiliz- civilization woo, as possible, which will be horses and will be, you know, food sources and deer and... Yeah, and the only reason he went to the city is because he was trying to get to the refuge. Yeah. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, so at the end, I skipped over the attacking <laughs> group of zombies because I couldn't, it was too much. Um, 
my last note, and then you can talk a little bit more. Um, but my last note about the first episode is it kind of hits differently. Like the whole show, I'm sure, hits differently after living through a pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, That's... as I was watching the, the first two episodes, I was like making comparisons to the world at, through the pandemic. And it was really kind of creepy. Well, and I was a little disappointed that we didn't get any zombies because I was ready. Like, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I, I know how to survive it. So I'm just saying. And I told my husband, I said, you know, you're free to turn me into one of your pets if it keeps the, you know, zombies away from you. For the, since you don't know what that is and you said you're not watching it, Michonne is someone we will see later. It, she is a katana-wielding badass. Like, she is hardcore badass. She has pets. She cut off their arms and she cut off their jaw so she, they can't bite them. And she has them, like, on chains or ropes. And because of their smell, it keeps her safe. And you find out later that it's, like, her brother and her fiancé or something like that. Oh, that's actually yeah. smart. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, that'd be way better than spearing yourself in goo. Yeah, well, and entrails. Yeah. I skipped over that a little bit. Once he started <laughs> popping it up, I was like, "Oh, I, this is not going to be something I'm going to enjoy." Yeah, it's definitely you have to. I am a horror fan. I love horror books, TV shows, movies. I love horror. I love action. And the more action, the better. Like, I am the person that that laughs when a head explodes. Like, Squid Games. I don't think you've watched that. You probably won't. I laugh at that stuff. Now, I would not laugh in real life, obviously. I do not like violence in real life. Gore doesn't bother me in real life. It never has. But I don't like violence in real life. I hate it, actually. Like, high anxiety. Yeah, don't like violence. But when it comes to the TV shows, this is, like, this is my jam. It had all... It had the emotional attachments. It had the violence. It had the action. It had the gore. It had, you know, comedy. Hey, dumbass. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, and the that tank. Was, that was funny. <laughs> and it, that line gets used again later. So it's it kind of comes around, you know, full circle. I, but that's, gotta, that's everyone's favorite line. I got to tell you, I think out of the two episodes, Glenn was probably my favorite. Glenn is everyone's favorite. <laughs> that was why... It was so, and, and in the the graphic novels, he is the one that was killed by Negan's bat. And what's funny is there's some foreshadowing in later seasons. Mm. Now, I did not read the graphic novel, but because I was such a fan of the show, I was on a lot of the, the boards. So people were making comparisons against episodes and, and um, oh my gosh, I just like brain farted. The graphic uh, novels? Yeah, the comics. Yeah, the issues, issues <laughs> or chapters or whatever you want to call it. Um, so I knew that it was foreshadowing as soon as I saw that. I was like, oh, OK, I know what that is. The fact that they killed Abraham, I guess, was to throw off the scent. And then they threw in Glenn because of what Daryl did. So that was heartbreaking. I think I would be angry if I had seen them making those comparisons if I was such a fan of the show because I would have been like, uh, spoilers. <laughs> but if you didn't know, you wouldn't. Like I said, I because I read so many boards and I was one of those people that liked enjoyed to theorize and, and like guess what was going to happen next. If you didn't know about the graphic novels, you wouldn't have caught that. Mm. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it was almost like there was some foreshadowing of the wolves coming and the whispers coming, which, oh, freaking whispers. 
I kind of wish I could watch it and know when there's going to be zombie parts so I could just skip over those so I could watch the other stuff. Because <laughs> that's the other the stuff. The whole show. <laughs> no, there's there's a lot of parts that you don't see or sometimes they're just, you know, ambling along in the background, you know, things yeah. like that. Well, but- and, and those things I don't mind. That's why I said like episode one wasn't that bad violence wise. It's just when they are eating that I have to skip over it. Yeah. But see, you need those parts because it does there are some kills some deaths that like really pierce the heart and that's the point of the show is in an apocalypse let's let's hypothesize here in an apocalypse there's people are going to die even if there's not zombies we're going to lose loved ones it's going to happen because once the government falls and once there's no authority and no police the bad people are the ones that are going to hey i can do what i want you've seen the purge right I was actually surprised in the first two episodes that there wasn't more, um, like the, in the department store and stuff, there was the merchandise still there. I was surprised it's, by that. Yeah. It's still early on in that, at that point, you yeah. know, at this point, I think it's only been going on for like a week or two, but that they've also, all had to like run away. Yeah. And it, that's the thing. They weren't focused on looting because they were focused on surviving. Exactly. So Ain't nobody going to loot for, you know, Nikes when you have to find food and weapons. I did like that scene in, well, we might as well start talking about episode two since I got all my notes in. Um, But I did like that scene in episode two where, oh, I can't remember her name. The blonde. Andrea. That was was with Glenn. That was Andrea? Andrea. Okay. Um, (laughs) And her sister's name is Beth. In the department (laughs) store. Oh, not Beth. Sorry, Amy. Sorry. I screwed that up. (laughs) In the department store, which she was with Rick and she wanted the, the mermaid necklace. And she goes, she's like, there's a cop Dolphin. staring at me. And I'm like, in the middle of a freaking zombie thing. Dolphin. In your word. Huh? Dolphin. It was a dolphin? Dolphin necklace. You sure? I thought it was a mermaid. Yes. Dolphin. Because she was talking about how her sister liked uh, unicorns and stuff. Yeah, dolphin. Okay, if you say so. Um, <laughs> But uh, it's just like in the middle of a freaking, you know, zombie attack and you're worried about things so, so, so much yeah. stuff. Well, and he goes, I mean, it's the holdover from, you know, the yeah. way we've lived, you know. He goes, yeah. he goes, I don't think those those laws apply anymore. And I'm like, that was a perfect line. Yep. It's, it's the holdover. You know, it's people like me are still going to want to watch out for my neighbor. We're still going to go looking for our people. And then there's going to be people that are going to take advantage, you know, Hey, the world is now anarchy, you know? Yeah. But I don't think I would, I don't think I'd think twice about taking a necklace. Like it, I mean, is it really that big of a deal in the long run? It's not like it was a diamond necklace or anything. Right. Right. I don't, I don't know that that would have been, although it was her birthday. So I could see that, you know, wanting some normalcy, but I don't know. I think my first thought would be food and weapons. At at that time that she, you know, was thinking about the necklace, they were kind of just waiting. So it's not like they were, you know, there was anything else for them to do but look around. Um, As as a whole, I don't have a lot of notes for season, for episode two, but as a whole in the show, I did like that they made sure to make the characters diverse because there was white black asian or korean or whatever he was whatever glenn was i don't they didn't specify um and then they had that the dixon Mm -hmm. but that fucker yeah (laughs) i hated dixon i'm so glad they left him there um they did that on purpose and the the actor though is such a sweetheart that's the funny thing is he's such a sweetheart 
Yeah, I've seen him in other things, and I think he gets typecasted a lot because he always plays oh. the, you know. It's his voice. Yeah. It's his voice, I'm yeah. Sure, I'm pretty sure he was the guy that played the blue guy in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Okay. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> Did you ever see Tombstone? I've never even heard of that. What is it? Are you joking? With Doc no. Holliday? No, I've never heard of it. I'm so disappointed in you with Val Kilmer and Kurt Russell and Sam Elliott. Well, first of all, what year was it? Uh, 90s? I'm okay. your Huckleberry. That? You have, you have to realize that from my birth to like 2008, I had only like two channels. And we didn't okay, get listen, movies. Okay, listen. I was born in 1976, and I've seen Wizard of Oz, okay? Wizard of Oz was made before 1976. Don't give me that. How have you not seen Tombstone? I've never... How am I supposed to see it if I don't know what it is? I've never heard of it. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, your assignment for the week. <laughs> well, first well, of he, all. Uh, I can't think of the, the actor's name, but Merle Dixon's, the actor, is in that as well, and he turns into a good guy, but yeah. I don't know where I would be able to find it, but I can look for it. It's got to be on Netflix movies. Prime something because it's, yeah, it's, one, it's a classic. One little non-Walking Dead note to our listeners. A couple, I don't remember which episode, but a couple of episodes ago, I mentioned how everybody was crying out about the Netflix getting the option with commercials. I have to take back everything I said. <laughs> because it's not just having commercials if you go in there and try to change your subscription it's also lower video quality some of the stuff that is on netflix is not available and really it's, just, mm, it's bad do not do really? it do not do it especially if you have a smart tv do not do it just keep paying the 15 bucks man you know i got peacock and it's i got the 499 because i got it specifically for the office um because you know, you know i like to have background noise when i'm writing the Office helps my anxiety. It just—it's one of those shows that, and it's funny. <laughs> it's good background noise. I've seen it enough times that I don't have to pay attention to it. There are commercials when you buy the four ninety nine one, but they're like thirty second commercials, so I don't mm -hmm. care. And yep, we've discovered actually that uh, Yellowstone is on like the first four. I don't know how many seasons there are, but the first four seasons of Yellowstone is on Peacock. Probably the stuff that was on NBC before it was on. Um... HBO Max is that the one it's on? Uh, I don't know. No, Paramount uh, no, uh, Paramount. Paramount. Yeah. yeah. And while we're off topic, we finished Blacklist, the last um, episode of season nine last night. Cool. Yeah. And now we're on to Yellowstone. <laughs> um, one one of the things I really loved about the second episode of Walking Dead, besides you know Glenn, um, <laughs> was some of the the one liners they had in, yeah. in episode two were great. Like he said you know there's no such thing as black and white there's only mm -hmm. white meat and dark meat i thought that was so cool although yeah days watching that days after having turkey <laughs> <laughs> i had to pull away on that one with the laugh my laugh is so obnoxious <laughs> it put me off of meat for just a couple of days but oh, my laugh is so loud i'm sorry and it like echoes in this room <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. um, oh my gosh <laughs> My last note that I put down for the second episode was damn rain. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you you want to explain a little bit about that? And the rain washed away the smell and made them smell all nice and fresh and live. <laughs> fresh meat. 
<laughs> I did think it was a little unrealistic how quickly the walkers discovered that because like it wasn't completely washed off of them. So, and, and they would have smelled like rain too. You know, if you think about animals in the wild, you know, um, my cat smelled and heard a mouse. I didn't know it was here. <laughs> he knew it was here. True. Their sense of smell is their survival. These creatures, these walkers are now nothing but senses. Their hunger, their smell, you know, movement, things like that. They don't go, oh, hey, that's a person and I'm hungry right now. Mm-hmm. It's all driven by instinct. So, well, yeah, they smelled that. That's why I also why I said that some seemed smarter than others because, mm-hmm. like, the wife of Morgan, says his name was Morgan, right? Yeah. Um, seemed to still be holding on a little bit to her memories because she remembered she was in that house. It's, yeah, they, they say that they tend to congregate and, and almost, like, follow. You'll see later on, too, that they can be led, just like we do as humans. We have leaders, you know, follow the leader kind of thing. They can be led to do certain things, you know, because we still have some humanity in there, Mm -hmm. you know, and and especially the newer turned ones. They're still run by instinct, but there's still a little bit of humanity in there. The part um, that really made me realize some were smarter than others was in the second episode um, when they were in the department store and the zombies or walkers or whatever were trying to get in. Uh And most of them were just like banging on the window, but one of them Mm -hmm. actually picked up a brick and was slamming it against the window. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, he's the smart one of the group. (laughs) And then as season goes on and, or the seasons shows go on, um, it kind of starts reverting back to animalistic again. And then they start evolving. Like they evolve just like anything else would. The, the, I know it's an infection, which we didn't mention at the start of the thing. It's an infection that makes these walkers, Mm -hmm. um, do we see ones more being made throughout the show or is it just like the ones that are already there are the yes. ones that they have to fight? Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yes. We see some beloved characters turn into to walkers. Okay. That's what mm-hmm. I was wondering. Um, and if you want spoilers, I can yes, give you some spoilers. 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 We're so, spoiling the show. <laughs> um, they do find the CDC and they find the doctor and he whispers something to, to Rick before they escape. And it come to find out that the virus is in everybody. So you don't have to just get bit to turn. If you die by anything other than like something piercing your brain, you can turn into a walker. So is it kind of like, um, like chicken pox and, uh, oh my God, what the heck's that virus you get? You've had chicken pox. Shingles. Yes. Is it kind of like that yeah. where it's like dormant yes. until you're it's, uh, it's in you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they actually figure out what it is then eventually. Ish. Um, they never really figure out the origin, which I'm kind of glad for because you're kind of, I don't it. know. Sometimes, yeah, that, that would ruin it for me. It's like, Oh, well this was, you know, made in a lab and burr, burr, burr. like, I don't, well, I don't need to know. Yeah. And if, if they tell you like 100% what it is, you can kind of start seeing plot holes. Like they could have done this exactly. it, or, you know, exactly. Um, I had an issue when they shut down production because of um, the pandemic. The whole time I'm like, why didn't the writers just have everybody wearing bandanas and stuff and saying, well, it's gone airborne. And my husband's like, because then their faces are covered. I'm like, oh, well. (laughs) And then they have to do the entirety of the show with their faces covered, even once we were past this major threat that we were all under, not knowing, you know, what we were 
in the middle of where i mean we didn't know when this first started in 2020 yeah but your idea would have worked but the thing is is they would have had to figure out how to explain how it suddenly went airborne after so long you know what i mean i just basically i didn't want to lose that season yeah was my understandable Yeah. yeah well and i was kind of the same way getting off topic again but i was kind of the same way when they stopped working on the last few episodes of supernatural because of the pandemic and i'm like they're recorded. You're just not working on fi- finishing them. So right. freaking, right. you know, we have one only one person in the studio or something and finish it. You know, there was an episode of Blacklist um, that they came on. And they're like, hey, you know, we were recording this, but then the pandemic hit, blah, blah, blah. And what happened was they used what they had already recorded. And then they filled it with like computer animated, almost like comic book cartoonish. Like it was not real smooth or anything, but it was like watching comic books and then the live scenes that have been recorded comic books then the live it was very interesting how they did that Hmm. it was like the last episode of that season too is why they did that i want you to spoil the rest of season one for me so tell me everything that happens in season one we get to meet a whole lot of new people rick does get reunited with his wife and child and his partner um I don't want to tell you this. Andrea's sister, Amy, is killed. And, and it's right now, it doesn't bother you because you haven't met Amy. And when you meet Amy. Is she the one that was in the camp with the wife? Yes. The blonde, yeah. the young, mm-hmm. sweet girl. Carol is the short haired lady with the abusive husband and the little girl, Sophia. You get a little satisfaction because the husband, Ed, smacks Carol in front of the women. And the women, of course, like. Bleh, bleh. So we get to actually watch Ed, you know, slap Carol because he's an abusive asshole. The women freak out as we would because hell no. Shane witnessed it. Shane, who is Rick's partner and beats the piss out of Ed Pelletier. It was so gratifying to watch. It really was. Um, We also get to watch. Are we doing season one or episode one? We're doing season one. Yeah, season one. The infiltration of this little encampment by walkers while Rick and the others are away looking for um, the weapons. And they arrive, unfortunately, not in time to save a few people like, you know, Ed, who, sorry, (laughs) what is that sad about that? But we did lose Amy because of it, which was a huge hit. Because if you watched season one, you do grow to love her. You know, she's younger. We get to see the connection between her and Andrea. And you get to see why Andrea starts sinking into depression and becomes more cynical and, and, you know, not, I don't want to say hateful, just angry and hurtful and doesn't want to continue. She does, but yeah, it's, we get to meet a whole bunch of new people in season one and it's, it just, it's literally becomes a family. I, I just, I really wish you'd finish watching the whole season, at least, it's at least season one. Figure out which spots I can fast forward through and I will. (laughs) I can't do that because then you miss, again, it's like when Amy is attacked, it it does involve a little bit of, you know, quote unquote gore, but it's extremely important, you know, or Ed, (laughs) his demise. So he's killed by a walker. But then we get to see uh, Carol work out some frustrations because you have to, even if somebody is killed because they bled out or whatever, you know, they can come back. So you have to destroy their brain. Oh, and she does. (laughs) Oh, she does with a pick over and over and over again. 
until he's like reduced to nothing much. They bury their own and burn the rest. That's the thing. Bury our own, burn the rest. Later on, they don't bother with burning unless it's like, you know, a huge, you know, accumulation in their home. But we bury our own, we burn the rest. That's Glenn's thing. In the first episode, I found it interesting how when he came out of the hospital, there was the dead covered in cloths and stuff. But then as he was going through, it was like, oh, eventually they just stopped caring and just left the bodies yeah. where they fell. I think in the beginning they were in the hospital and they were taking them out of the hospital and leaving yeah, them there. Yeah, because the hospital was the one which this was interesting because I've always seen the 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 like merchandise and stuff with this mm-hmm. where they were in the elevator and they had the dead inside don't open thing. Yeah. Um which that poor nurse. Um I know. <clears throat> and see stuff like that doesn't bother me. Seeing the nurse lying there like that that I mean it was it was obviously fake it was nothing all that bad but the parts where they're eating where the walkers are eating i cannot stomach that just again it's literally like laffy taffy and and yeah well i know obviously it's that's you just got to remember it's not real (laughs) yeah but it looks real that's the problem Um, that's the point these these makeup (laughs) artists are amazing oh my gosh it's kind of the same way with me if with vampires like I, i i can it's fine when they bite but like if they are like in a book or something, if every other page they're drinking blood, like from a cup or something, I I can't do it. Did you not watch Vampire Diaries? I started it, but didn't finish it. Because they do that. Yeah. <laughs> no. Occasionally I get it. I get that that's, they do it to survive. But, and I remember how I said in a previous episode that I, there was a book I read that I DNF'd because of that. I figured out which one it was. Which one? It was the first Black Dagger Brotherhood. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I used to be a huge fan and then I just kind of just fell off the wagon. So is there anything else in season one you want to spoil? No, I spoiled enough. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, then my next question is, there was a point where you said it went downhill. Whereabouts was that? It was, I think it's season, I think it was eight or nine when we are introduced to Yumiko and Magna and Luke and Connie. And it wasn't that I disliked the characters. My issue is we've always had newcomers, you know, um, the OGs, you know, Lori, Shane, Carl, Rick, you know, Andrea, there are deaths as the show goes on, but we're always introduced to new people. You know, Abraham is still a fan favorite, but he was killed. Glenn is still a Glenn is still a fan favorite, but he was killed. Bob, you don't know who Bob is yet, but oh my god, I can't go back. Bob, everybody loved Bob, and that actually hurt my heart. The problem was they brought on these new people. Here's your new people. Now we're killing off OGs. It was around the time the whispers came. Um, I hated that thread. I got so tired of it. It just kept seemed it just dragged on and on and on, and I don't know if it was a soft-spoken NPR voices or what, but it was like they introduced new people and did not give us time to actually care anything about their characters. And then they killed off OGs that we had become so attached to. And there were times that I forgot Luke's name, you know, or I would forget Connie's name or, you know what I mean? Like it, and I know that a lot of times it was like, cause Maggie left the show at one point because she was going to be on another TV show, which she did come back. Um, and everybody knows Rick left later on, but 
you can't expect us to love somebody without giving us time. It's not, there's no permalove or insta-love in real life. And that includes with fictional characters. We did not get much of a thread. You've mentioned the whispers several times. You want to tell me what those are? <sighs> the whisper. So it ended, I don't know if it was a mid-season break or if it was a season finale, but I think it was Maggie or one of them was running and the walkers are walking and you hear, where did she go? And I looked at my husband. And I said, are they talking? Are you, <laughs> did the, did the walkers like evolve to talk? What you find out is the whispers actually have figured out how to live among the walkers as almost like feral creatures. They remove the faces of walkers and they wear these faces and they walk like a walker among them and they will guide them to go wherever they want. Like they'll send a horde to like just decimate an entire area. And this is, you know, this is where we're going. You stay away from us. Like she alpha is the leader. She is just a twisted psychotic bitch. Wait a minute. <laughs> just, these are, these are living people. Yes. And they wear the faces of walkers and live among, cause it's so pure. You know, they live like feral people among the walkers it's and that thread just kept going and going and what made me really really hate her were the people that she killed she put their heads on spikes for their people our people to find and once again destroyed carol just once again destroyed carol so it sounds so, kind of like an interesting plot but it also just seems really weird <laughs> the idea in itself is fascinating. Like the wolves appeared, they came to Alexandria and they were kind of feral, but I, they, this is not a bash on anyone. Everyone knows I suffer mental illness. These people seemed like they might have at one time been living in a mental facility. Mm. People with like schizophrenia and things like that. Like in the normal modern world, they would have been on medication. They would have been, you know, supervised, things like that. And in this world, you know, they just, ah, okay, I can get that. When we go to the whispers and they're feral because it's the most, you know, pure form of life. And they're living among the walkers. So be it. But leave us alone. Like, they... That doesn't make any sense. Because in the first, the second episode... Glenn talked and the walker kind of paid attention to him. So wouldn't the walkers hear them talking? Whispers. Yeah. They talk like this. So the walkers can't hear that? The walkers are too. Yeah. So if you're making guttural sounds, but there's words, all they hear is the guttural sounds. They're not like, hey, Bob, let's go over here now and let's lead the zombies. They're literally talking like this. Okay. I, th yeah. That doesn't... That, I had to that get so close to the microphone to do that. That's a plot <laughs> hole to me. That's a plot hole to me because, yeah, I know that it's guttural sounds, but they're still talking. And it, it makes it, more sense when you watch it. I just, I'm not an actress. I am a mm. terrible actress. No, I mean, but I understand what you're yeah. explaining. It's just... Glenn didn't talk that loud when he said no. that to Rick. So it, I don't know. It just doesn't sound, it sounds like a plot hole. When you see your first horde on this show, you'll understand how loud a horde is. So if you're amongst, 
let's say you're in a crowd at the mall, it's packed, Black Friday, it's so loud, you whisper, no one even notices you. So when they're making the same sounds, but they're drawing it out into words, you're not even noticed. Like I said, they're not like motioning, like, hey, come over here. They're still walking just like the walkers. They smell like them. And then they're making guttural sounds into words. They're not even, they're, they're looked over. Mm-hmm. So like um, at one point further on, they have to pass a message along and there's several people in there. It's hard to explain. They whisper it and each one takes it back. Turn left. Yeah. It's, I hated that thread though. I hated it so much. I wanted it over so bad. And I did get a satisfying ending to that. Um, but it, and I told my husband, I'm like, that, this is it. This is where we start sliding down. Did they get this killed? This is where we start. Yes. Good. And Beta, for anybody that's watched Sons of Anarchy, I believe Beta played Opie, maybe? He was the big, tall guy with the long hair and the beard. Um, fun fact, he was on um, Remember the Titans. Did you see that movie? Once. With Denzel Washington? Once. Okay. Do you remember the guy that was in the car accident? No. And he was paralyzed and he was best friends. Like they became best friends because it was like the black players and the white players. And I remember very little of that movie because I didn't enjoy it. Oh, I loved it. I love feel good movies like that. But funny enough, he's in this as beta and in real life, he doesn't sound the way he talks on the show, but he's such a big brooding guy. He was perfect for beta. He was Mm. perfect for beta. But yeah, it's, I just, I was so ready for that thread to end. And like I said, they, Introduced new characters as they're introducing the whispers, and then they killed off OGs before we had time to process the new people. So that's to me. I was like, I looked at my husband, I'm like, this is where it starts sliding down. How many seasons? Other people, there? eleven over okay. twelve years because we had a, a year gap. There was eleven, so it was and it like- jumps. It jumps in time. Oh, yeah. I don't like that. That bothers me. Well, you know, Judith. You know who Judith is, right? You've heard of Judith, which is Rick and Lori's daughter? No. Okay, so Judith is Rick and Lori's daughter. That's spoiler alert for another season. When do they have um, a daughter? God, it's like, I, on one hand, I'm like, I don't want to ruin it for you, but I know you're not going to watch it. She gets pregnant in season two, I think it oh is. Um, but there has been speculation <laughs> the entire show that that is actually Shane's daughter. And not but, Rick's daughter. But they get back together, Rick and her? They do reunite. They Ugh. do re- do re- Well, and she does come clean to him. What happened? Um, but he has a hard time seeing Shane the same. But Shane, I do honestly believe everybody has a little good, a little bad in them. You know, I don't want to ever hurt anyone. Ever. I don't even like to hurt people's feelings. But if I had to, to protect my people, I will kind of thing. I do believe in an end of the world type situation. We're going to see people that we thought were good. We're going to see their evil sides really come out. Their ugly sides really come out. Maybe they had something in them like control freak issues, you know, not control freak like me, but where they believe that they, you know, delusions of grandeur kind of thing. Well, yeah, and even in, even in that second episode, Shane was like, I basically thinking he was the boss of that group. Yeah. And he was, he's, I mean, he's, kind of an alpha guy you know he's, well, yeah. he's a good leader like, yeah like the way he treated amy like mm-hmm. i wanted to slap him when he did that <laughs> yeah kind of trying to be everybody's dad and yeah, you I met mean, dale right um the old man with the hat yes the white, white yeah 
Very briefly, but yes. I love Dale. His death. So the um, the more beloved the character, the worse their death. Oh, yeah, of course. And it's almost like an honor to the actors to get those kind of deaths. His death was so fucking heartbreaking. Oh, so, my God, it was so heartbreaking. How many of the originals did we end with? None? Two. 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 Which ones? Uh, Carol and Daryl. Well, technically, Rick shows up at the very end, literally the very end of the show, because him and Michonne are getting, I'm not going to watch these. I'm not watching the spinoffs. I'm I'm too upset. Um, so Rick and Michonne do make a little tiny appearance at the very, very end of the show. But so technically, Rick, Daryl, and Carol are the only OGs left. I had a dead wall and a live wall of the dolls, the toys. And as each character would die, I'd move them over to the dead wall. <laughs> okay. So, but not including people who left the show. Um, how many of the characters were still alive by the end of the show of the originals? Daryl and Carol. Okay. And Rick. Yeah. And Rick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But again, so, you know, we don't see Rick till the very end. So even Rick's son dies. Yes. Ugh. But he grows it's up actually, bit, right? he's got a phenomenal death too. Not a gory death. His is not a gory death. His is a almost heartwarming death because he died because he was trying to help people. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he didn't, he didn't turn they, because he, didn't, he, he died first and then they killed him. They he actually did not want his family to do it. So they left him a gun and they sat outside the cabin. And when he, I guess, felt it coming, he ended it himself. Okay. Now, yeah. he grows up, right? Because he's the one uh -huh. that you see in the hat. Yeah. Okay. How old does he get before he dies? He's That's the thing is he's supposed to be, I think, 14 in the show. But at this point, he's like 18. Okay. Um, yeah. And then they do a time jump, you know, um, and we get to see Judith has now become almost like Carl's role. And she's wearing the hat. And she's, I guess, supposed to be like 10 or 11, I guess, at this point. She's like 15 right now in real life. But such as oh her nickname to all true walking dead fans is little ass kicker because <laughs> the way she's born into the world she's born and they have to go find um formula because Lori does not survive the birth if you want me to tell you i can tell you yep tell me the baby's breach and the only way to save the baby is c-section so maggie has to cut her stomach open which kills um Lori. And Carl is the one that puts a bullet in her brain so she doesn't come back. And Rick goes a little nutty for a little bit because of that. But yeah, little ass kicker is what Daryl nicknamed her. So Carl said, named her. You said that um, everybody has the virus. Mm-hmm. Was it introduced to everybody in some way or is it just something? We're never, we're never told how it was introduced into our systems. Um okay. Maybe it's it had like to have you been said introduced because the people were dying previously. So and they yeah. didn't turn into anything. Yeah, I'm assuming it's something like the varicella, you know, the chicken pox where it's in us. I mean, I've never had chicken pox, but there's a, you know, they think that possibly I'm a carrier that just never had symptoms. But it it could have been something airborne. It could have been like a COVID thing, but you know, just no symptoms. You know, yeah, and then it as had people to started have been dying. Something yeah. If it was like chicken pox, people would have been turning before. So it had to have been right. something that was introduced. Yeah, introduced. Like but it's right it's, we're never told. Yeah, we're never told exactly what it is um, or where it came from. Just that it's inside everybody. So you can turn by getting bit 
but you can also turn if you die by anything other than a headshot. So in the second episode, Rick said, don't get any on your skin or in your eyes. Does that turn you if you inject? They, like, didn't, it, they, they didn't know yet. Okay. They didn't know yet. They're, they're running on, it was a disease. Cause at this point, you know, they haven't met the CDC. They haven't, you know, so at this point they're running on, cause if you think about certain diseases, if you get it on your skin and you have a cut, you can get it right. If you get it in your eyes, your mouth, vaginal, whatever, you can get it. So at this point, they're running on no information. You know, this is so a whole was, new world to them. Was that actually something that was revealed that that's a way you can turn, or was it not? You can't. No, you can't. Okay, you can't so it's just like a bite yeah. or death. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I think at one point they thought scratches too, but I don't think that ever evolved into anything else because I never saw anyone get scratched. I only saw bites. Gotcha. So yeah, that's uh, I kind of <laughs> I kind of like that it's in everybody and it happens if you di- if you die because it's kind of a, a twist. Like that's not something you normally see when it comes to zombie yeah. stuff. Well, and my mom's issue is okay. Everybody's going to die at some point, right? It doesn't matter whether you're in an apocalyptic world or not. She her thing is why wouldn't you kill every zombie you come across, whether it's one or two at a time? Kill every single one of them. <laughs> Personally, the smell alone would make me want to kill them all and like burn them or bury them. Well, yeah, but the reason they didn't is because the sound attracts more. Yeah, but they eventually stop relying solely on firearms. Oh, I person my weapon of choice is not a gun, believe it or not, because knives don't run out of ammo and knives don't jam. Knives can get wet, so. You do learn as you go on, you know, people start using different types of weapons, whether it's a bow and arrow or uh, when we got introduced to Connie and Luke and Magna and, and Yumiko, um, a couple of them are using slingshots, like like hardcore slingshots right into their head. I don't know how realistic that is, but I bought one. Well, I bought a if slingshot. You, if, if you can get enough velocity in whatever you're yeah. slinging. You know, well, and if they're decomposed enough, dead enough, what I always wondered though is because they continue to decompose. So eventually, will the brain just melt and they'll just be skeletons? Like, we never got to see that. And the brain does you know decompose, I mean? but it takes yeah. longer. And it, yeah, it depends too. <laughs> it depends too on how they died. Because if yeah. they, if they died, were embalmed and buried and then came back, then it's well, going to take longer can't. for them to decompose. No, you. Uh, you can't. <laughs> I don't want to go too graphic. I worked at a funeral home and I don't want to go too graphic with that because that can be trigger points for people. Um, but no, you can't if you've been involved. Because you why? Can't. I don't. It, it, we'll talk about it later. Well, it's, tell me, it's, tell me in, in general, like, don't get too specific. Just tell me why. Embalming fluid, actually, it pickles anything that if you have not had everything removed for autopsy and stuff, which usually is in a bag at your feet in the coffin, if you've been, if you've had like a autopsy, um, the embalming fluid is actually going to shrink your brain up and like pickle it and like almost eat away at it. So immediately though, no, it, it, it takes a few hours, but yeah, it's, it's, oh, so they would have to, they, they would have to have come back to life. Yeah. They're not, they're not going to like start digging from the graves and stuff if they've been embalmed. Well, that's something then that's probably yeah. a good, yeah. would be good news to the characters. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Before we get to the last season. I want to know who your favorite character was in the whole show. You know, a lot of people say Daryl and I have to agree. And my reasoning behind Daryl 
was watching his growth, his character growth. Um, he wasn't even supposed to exist in this in this world. Daryl and Carol both um, because of their growth. But Daryl, he, he starts out as this redneck, you know, what the hell, man, son of a bitch. Like he's just so bad at everybody. But watching how big his heart is and what lengths he's willing to go to to protect those he loves. And even in the end, when he's, you know, he's helping take care of the kids, when the parents are away, those are his kids. My kids, he says. Where are mm-hmm. my kids? You know, just watching how big his heart is. You know what I mean? I, I loved his journey. I loved his character growth. And I just, I adore, I adore Daryl Dixon so much. Because just, again, watching Carol's journey was satisfactory for me as a survivor of domestic abuse. Um, But she did go down a dark road for a while, but watching her dig her way back out of that was extremely satisfying and becoming the woman she did. But she had an extremely, extremely heartbreaking journey. Um, Again, I can tell you if you want, or if you want to watch. Spoil it. I'm not watching it. Her daughter, Sophia is turned and Rick has to put her down. That's her first break when she really starts to melt down. She eventually becomes a total badass and will protect her people. Um, when this little girl, Miko, Mika and uh, Lizzie, <laughs> oh God, that's another episode made me cry. Accidentally calls her mom. You see her, just the look in her eyes. I'm not your mom. Like, because her daughter's dead. She eventually learns to open her heart again and Henry becomes her son. You know, that's her son. It's just this kid in the kingdom and that's her son. And then he is killed. Not just killed, he's decapitated and his head is put on a spike and she has to find the walking dead zombie head. It just breaks her. It breaks her and she has to rebuild again. So Carol's my other favorite because of her strength and her resilience. Wait a minute. You said heads on a spike. They're still alive. It's not through the brain. It's through the neck. So yeah, as long as the brain is alive, the zombie's alive. If you cut their head off, their head's still going, but you got to kill the brain. That's why if you ever watch Michonne with her, her sword, she's not lobbing off heads. She's, she's scalping more or less. She's like cutting across the top of the head to destroy brains. Well, yeah, I knew that because in the very first episode there was that half a body in the grass. Yeah. I get mm-hmm. that. But yeah. I didn't I don't I didn't understand that when you told me about the heads on the spike before. Yeah. I thought it was mm-hmm. just you know, a symbol. I didn't know they were still moving. Oh yeah. And it was <laughs> there were some very beloved characters on that spike. People that you haven't met yet, you won't meet till like season let's see. Season four, and then I believe Enid is season Six. I'm trying to remember the the did, order here. Did the Talking Dead show explain how they did that? The moving heads on a spike. Yeah, it's CGI. It's all CGI. It's CGI and 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 mannequins. Yeah, just like because I was curious about whether it was like a um, green screen or anything like that. Where yeah, it was no. actually the people, the actors with makeup on it. No, so. no, no. It's and you can see the way they're moving. You can tell the robotics and CGI. But it's gotcha. I mean it's them. It, it they use them a cast of their faces. It's them. Well, and they're they're zombies, so you wouldn't expect yeah. them to move normally anyway. Yeah, even down to like forehead wrinkles that that you know expressions certain people make, and yeah, that kind of stuff yeah. is really impressive at how well mm-hmm. they can do that. I did. I mentioned to my mom a couple of days ago we were watching something. I don't remember what it was, 
but I mentioned how I think we've gone a little too far lately with special effects. It looks because yeah. now it's getting to the point where they're trying to make it so realistic that it's turning around looking more computerized again. I think we need to go back a couple of years. <laughs> you know, one of the, the um, Jurassic Park movies, I am aware that those dinosaurs are CGI, but they did such a good job that there was a part that I actually teared up over dinosaurs. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, I'm not going to spoil that for anybody, but there was actually to like thinking about it right now. I feel emotional, even though they're CGI. Yeah, they're well, not- there's a tiger, there's a pet tiger. Uh, when you meet the kingdom, when you meet Ezekiel and uh, Shiva and when Shiva gets killed, we all were sad, even though it's CGI. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, like in the first episode, there was a lot of stuff I could have gotten sad over and it was yeah. the freaking horse. That got yeah. Upset. Yeah. Yeah. I wish we could talk about the Jurassic Park movies because they're not supernatural, but I love them. And I, never I haven't have anybody... seen Dominion yet. Yeah. I haven't seen Dominion oh. yet. I need to watch that one still. Uh, I just found out it's on Peacock. So I think tomorrow night for movie night, we might watch it. I, Cause I never, I don't have anybody to talk to them to about them because my Girl, mom, sure, my mom doesn't really love them because of the, killings and stuff and my best friend will refuses to watch them because of the dinosaurs so <laughs> like i never have anybody I'll to talk to them. about them but they're I'll not supernatural so i can't them. talk about it on here unless no let me let me say this listeners if you want to hear us talk about the jurassic park movies we'll do it you tell us we will obey <laughs> um okay my only other question before we get to the final season is what to you in the entirety of the show, was the most shocking moment. Herschel. Okay, spoil it for me. <laughs> so the governor um, is, at first we think, is a good guy. They have this whole town, um, Woodbury. And, I mean, literally a town. Like, they have cold drinks and, and they have little fairs and it's a whole community. And we find out the governor is not a good guy. He's got um, walker heads, which I think they call them biters in that I'm trying to remember what they call him there he's got walking dead heads he's got zombie heads in fish fish tanks in a room um, we also discover that he has kept his daughter who has turned into a zombie in a closet chained up because he's hoping to like find a cure for her well eventually you know his people are taken he's got to go rescue Rick's people are taken they've got to go rescue him so the governor's pissed and he rebuilds this army and he comes and he attacks the prison, which is where, you know, our people are staying with a lot of people, by the way, including Santiago, who we've had on the show. He is in that place. Um, he's captured Herschel and Michonne. Herschel is Maggie and Beth Green's um, father. And he, he cuts his throat. He like hits him with a sword and then cuts his head off. And that to me, Watching Rick, because the whole time Herschel's been like the reason, the voice of reason, and, and we have to be humans first, and we have to take care of each other, and, and you know, he's he's just one of those people. And then he's watching Rick say, listen, brother, we we can form, you know, a group, and we can work together, and you see just the, the proudest smile on Herschel's face a second before the governor whispers, liar, and then whack, kills Herschel. And listen, I did tear up because Herschel was 
my man. He was, he was like the father to everybody. Like he, you know, he got sick trying to save people and the people were dying from this illness, but he's trying to nurse people back because he used to be a veterinarian. So he's found elderberry and they're trying to find antibiotics. So to, to lose such a patriarch in that manner, it, it really, I mean, holy crap. And then it just full on war at this point. It just, it turns into a full on war, you know, governor's got a tank and our people are shooting back. So yeah, it was that scene, that whole episode was just, everybody ended up get, scattering to the winds because of this. It, it just, it was, chaos. I think that was the mid season finale, I believe. And then we pick back up. Why did he call him a liar? Because he's psychotic and I hate the governor. Out of all the villains, if you ask any true Walking Dead fanatic, we will all tell you the worst villain was a governor. Because he hid his villainous, you know, ness. <laughs> he tried to pretend to be a good guy and he was a bad guy. He was sick and twisted and just, ugh. His death was so satisfying because it was not graphic. He did not get a good death. So wait, he was called the the liar? He called Rick a liar, saying, though, we can't work together, you know. Yeah, basically, I guess, deflecting who he what, was onto Rick. What What was he, like, why was he calling him a liar, though? What was Rick Because Rick was saying, about? like, we can, we can work together. We can become a community. Oh, okay. We can, you know, we can be a family. And yeah. And it, we actually get some new family members, by the way, from this army, because a couple of people are like, whoa, and they kind of put their weapons down like, well, that's not what I signed up for. Like he cut a guy's head off with a sword. Tara. Mm -hmm. Tara. Um, I was going to say, oh, the daughter that he kept in the closet, was she like really bad off or was he able to find ways to like subdue her and stuff? She was a child. She was uh, maybe about five or six years old. So it was like a straight jacket. Um, and a chain and he kept a, like a thing over his head and we don't know this. He's sitting there and he's brushing his daughter's hair. And as he's brushing it, a huge clump comes out because, you know, she's decomposing ah! and you, that's when you learn how insane the governor is. Mm. And then we later see the zombie heads and fish tanks. I forgot to ask you one thing about, um, season one. Mm -hmm. How, how long do, does Morgan and his his son make it through season one or just in general in general how long did they make it in the show morgan kept going morgan kept going and actually he left walking dead and joined fear the walking dead uh Dwayne, we don't see him again does he die he does he does die yeah and that's okay. it actually that sends morgan over into the deep end and we have a character that's only there for was it one episode trying to remember if it was just one episode that he basically helps Morgan find his way again. And that's where Morgan learns to use the staff. So you said he goes to fear the walking dead. You didn't watch yeah. that, right? No, no. I watched okay. like two episodes. I, I'm not saying I won't catch back up, but you know, people are always recommending shows for us to watch. And I literally have like two hours a night, if that, to so watch you, any TV. <laughs> so you don't know if he got killed or not. If he um, By the commercials, it looks like he's still going. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, he's another voice of reason. Like I said, he did go over the deep end, clear them all, kill them all. Like he, like clear, must clear, must clear. So his thing is killing as many walkers as possible, but he does get brought back in, reeled back in and he becomes a voice of reason. 
that scene he helped- in the first episode where he was struggling to kill his wife. Yeah. My God, that was so bad. Those are questions that, that get posed to people. Like, could you do it? Could yeah. you do it? You know, it's something I mean, you love. I get why he was struggling, but I'm, I'm kind of curious whether he would have been able to do it if it hadn't been for his son. He, his son wasn't watching. No, I know. But if, if he didn't have to think about his son, I wonder if he would have bothered or if he would have just I, like. I, I personally, I, I can't. Could I do it? Could I do it to my husband? I mean, I wouldn't want him to live like that. I wouldn't want him to live as a as a zombie. But could I be the one to pull the trigger? Mm. You know, and those are choices that they all have to make. Because one by one, they start losing their it's loved ones. It's funny because, like, you could think one way. Like, you could say, well, yeah, I could do it for, the, you know, the good of everybody else. But you don't know if you can until it. You never know what you'll do. Yeah, you never know what you'll do until you're in that scene, the scenario. Because, like, I, I I would think I would be able to do it, but you never know. There's another question for you guys. Do you think that you could end the life of someone you love if they turn into a zombie? Could you make that shot? Could you pull the trigger on your child, on your spouse? It's a your good parent. question to ask them yeah. because with these themed episodes, I wasn't doing questions because, it, you know, I want to stay on theme, but that's a good question. So, yeah, you send Could us your you answers. Do All of our uh, contact information is in the show notes. So send us your answers to that question because we'd be very curious to know. I told you I gave my, my husband a permission to, you know, cut my jaw off and my arms off and use me as a pet to infiltrate, you know, well, the world. You should, but... should ask him. <laughs> we should ask him that question and see what he says. He did. He... He just entertains me when I, like, he <laughs> entertains my, my stupidity. Okay, let's get to the last season. Um, a lot of your thoughts are in previous episodes of this mm-hmm. season of the show because we've been talking about it right along. Mm-hmm. But we haven't talked about the finale yet. However, don't talk. Before we do get to the finale, um, what are your overall thoughts of the last season? Rushed. Really? It was extremely rushed. Yes. I felt like there was way too much introduced in way too little time. Um, people were introduced that uh, you didn't even have really have time to hate when you're supposed to hate them. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Spoil the season. Okay. So for anybody who has not seen the final season, stop listening right now. When giving, you, giving you a second, me. giving you a second to turn yeah. it off because I'm I, spoiling the final season. I want to know details. So spoil the final season for me. The Commonwealth. The Commonwealth is a um, community of 50,000 people. And they keep trying to bring more people in and look what we have. They have ice cream. They have ice cream. They have festivals. You know what I mean? They have jobs and roles and they have a government. They have a, uh, uh, what do they call her? The governor? Mayor? I'm trying to remember what they call her there but she's basically the head uh pamela milton is the head of this commonwealth i mean they the the they look like stormtroopers the the police or whatever you want to call them look like stormtroopers they have walls huge impenetrable walls around this town Fifty thousand people in this community i mean that's a city that's a freaking city but things aren't always what they appear for anyone that's ever seen the past episodes we know terminus Sanctuary for all, 
Yeah. And it ended up being cannibals. So things aren't always what they appear. And it turns out these people are just as shady as everyone else. You know, if you don't have something to contribute to, I guess, the wealth itself, like one of our characters that was new and, you know, I didn't have time to, to love her, Yumiko, was a lawyer before. So she gets to be a lawyer. You know, her brother actually ended up being there. That was cool. Little reunification. He was a surgeon. So he's a surgeon. So they're higher up. But say someone like me, right? Let's let's pretend I'm not a writer. Um, let's just stick with I'm housewife and disabled. I'm going to be a janitor. I'm going to be tending to animals. You know what I mean? So there's already classes. They've already had classes in this community. So instead of trying to do let's all you know, vote for what we want to do. They have a lottery. Here's the thing. It's not a lottery. They've already picked who's going to win and it's never the people that need it, but everybody's putting in for these lotteries, you know, um, they're living in, in these like, I guess apartments, but at any point they could just come in, you know, the stormtroopers, whatever you want to call them can just come in and people are disappearing and no one questions it. You know, it's all of this was introduced in one season. And not just one season, like the first half of the season. Boom, here it is. You know what I mean? And in the meantime, we've lost Rick. We've lost Michonne. You know, it's like everything's getting thrown together. And I feel like my people who have been skeptical and cynical up until this point are accepting it at face value too easily. Maggie does not. Maggie stayed true to herself. But Daryl, for who he is, and he became, and Rosita became part of the police force. These two are two of the most cynical, skeptical people because they've seen so much at this point, but they accepted it at face value. And I just, I, I felt like it was so rushed. They didn't stay true to the characters a lot. You know what I mean? Things like that. What I did like was that Eugene got a bigger part. I did like that Connie, who is deaf, Got a huge part. I love that. I love that they, you know, we have on Walking Dead, we have um, gay characters. We have, and I'm talking lead, lead gay characters. Aaron, Jesus, um, Tara, who's gone. Yumiko and uh, Magna were a couple when they were introduced to the show. And then we have two sisters. One is deaf and one is hearing impaired. And she actually has um, hearing aids and they do sign language. The whole group has learned sign language. So I love the full diversity of the show. But again, the last season was so rushed. We didn't get to truly get attached to anybody. Luke was one of the, like the writers got lazy. It, I don't know about lazy as much as, well, guys, we got to end it. Like they, I don't think that they realize that they were going to end it when they introduced the Commonwealth. So like that last episode, there was so much more. I did cry at the end because there was a part where Rick and Michonne are reading letters. I guess that they're writing to home, hoping that it gets to them. And in the meantime, they're, oh, see, I just got goosebumps. They're flashing pictures and videos and clips of characters still there and characters who've gone on. And I, I just cried because... This has been 12 years, but 11 seasons of my family. This is my family. Like I, this show got me through some really hard times in my life. It was something to look forward to, something to help me escape. And like I said, I've watched the show each season several times because it's an escape for me to go into this world 
and follow them and, and be a part of their family. But season 11, or well, season 11, but especially the last episode really didn't give me that until that last part when we were reunited for like the last five minutes with our OG and, and seeing Abraham and Glenn and Maggie and Rosita and Sasha and Carl and, you know, all these people that we had grown to love so much that were either gone or that were now going their separate ways. You know, one of the last scenes was Daryl on his motorcycle going out to find, he's like, you know, there's got to be more because he's getting his own show. There's got to be more. Do you think it would have ended better if they weren't thinking about the spinoffs? Yes. Okay. Yes. I, I really do. I, I, and, like, and I told my husband, I said, watch, we're going to get a teaser at the very end of Rick and Michonne, and it's just going to be to introduce the new spinoffs. And lo and behold, lo and behold, Maggie and Negan talking because they have a spinoff. Daryl riding off into the sunset by himself because he's getting a spinoff. And then that last scene with Rick and Michonne in separate places, and you hear their voices and see them writing these letters because they're getting a spinoff. Okay, Negan is a bad guy, right? Turn good. Here's, okay. (laughs) Is Negan a bad guy? Because Negan killed two people from our group. The reason he killed those people was because Rick and his group, our group, trying to win favor from someone else, went to what they call the satellite and killed Negan's people in their sleep. Then when Negan sent people to go like after them, like, hey, you killed our people, they killed those people. Well, if you're the leader of a group and your family is being slaughtered by this group and you do nothing. So okay. is he a bad guy? I, I understand his motives for killing yeah. Glenn then. Yeah, we're upset that he killed Negan or killed Glenn and he killed Abraham. But there was actually a scene where Michonne is being held by this dude and she's fed some like mushroom or something. And she's dreaming and hallucinating that she's a part of Negan's group. So it flipped almost to Negan's perspective. And I was like, Oh my, at that point I had not thought about it like that. Is Negan a bad guy Mm. or was he protecting his people? Yeah, because was, Rick was, and his, I mean, Rick's Rick and their people made the first move. Yes, but so. see, we didn't see. It's like when I watch the Vikings and I'm cheering for the Vikings when they're looting and raping and stealing and killing from people who did not attack. Like, <laughs> so it's kind of the same thing. It's it's all about the writer's perspective and the POV of the character. In our heads, Rick and our people are the good guys, but they attacked the saviors is what they're called unprovoked while they slept. Yeah. See, that's one of the things like I was talking about with the politics that I noticed in the first two episodes, like um, the th- whole thing with Dixon, like, is mm-hmm. it bad that they left him? I mean, the other guy went back a couple times and he It tried. wasn't intentional. Yeah. That yeah. wasn't intentional, but like, but I, I underst- he needed to be handcuffed. I understood. Was, yeah. After he tried why he focused on getting, you know, surviving rather than mm-hmm. trying to help him. Um, one of the things about that that I didn't like, though, was he knocked over the tools and like they showed them to us like it was going to mean something and then it didn't mean anything. Yes, it did. It's something I missed. Uh huh. OK. I could tell you. Yeah, tell me. <laughs> tell me. Merle has to escape that uh, that rooftop somehow, doesn't he? 
And he's handcuffed. See, I didn't think he was going to. I thought that was the whole point of leaving him there was that he was just going to Well, when Daryl demands they go return for his brother, all he finds is the handcuffs and his brother's hand. Oh, okay. Yep. And see, that was I was going to ask you that question because you said Daryl's last name was Dixon. So he is related. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're brothers. Yeah. And they were both raised by piece of crap parents and abusive drunk parents. And yeah. And you'll you'll see later on, uh, at one point, Daryl and, and Merle are kind of going at it. Uh, Daryl's shirt gets ripped. His back is so scarred up from his father. Mm. Yeah. So like I said, that's why if you watch the show, if for those of you who are still listening because you guys have watched it all, I'm assuming you're nodding your heads. Daryl's growth through that show, watching who he started out as and who he became. Oh, yeah, he's a badass. and Oh, he's hot. And take that all away and look at the character himself. Read him as a book instead of seeing him as a TV show. His growth and his propensity to love was just, it knew new bounds. It knew no bounds. You know, that was his family. I really wish I could watch just those parts because I really did enjoy the characters and stuff. I really wish I could watch just those parts. If somebody ever makes that, please tell me. Please tag me in it because... I mean, you can fast forward through zombie kills and stuff, but the the deaths are just as important as the lives. Well, here's the thing. It's not the kills and stuff that bothers me. Like, I can watch if somebody gets attacked. It's that if they start eating that person, then I have to fast forward. Like, if they just jump on them, you know, and I can fast forward through that and then... But it comes up so suddenly... (laughs) There's only so many scenes where people are getting eaten. They mm. get bitten. They get skin ripped away. But there's only so many scenes of people getting eaten, truly. Um, I would hope somebody put a bullet in my head the second they bit into me. Because I've been bit before. Just getting bit, not getting my skin broken. That hurts. I can't imagine having the rest of it happen. Well, yeah. And then, um, like Morgan said, that you it doesn't take you right away. You get, you know, mm-hmm. you fever and all this other stuff. And if you yeah. want to go through and you that. Do get to you do get to see that, too. Mm. One of our one of our OGs um, from the first season from the encampment uh, gets bit during that attack, and we get to watch him go through um, the fever and the hallucinations, and his bones feel like glass. And you get to go see that. You get to go through that with him. I don't know if I do continue watching it. I think what I would have to do is like watch an episode a week to give myself a break because <laughs> I watched two uh, the first two episodes back to back, and I think that was yeah. part of my problem. Um, and it was, you know, the horse scene was just bad that I, that really turned me off. There are, well, three scenes, two scenes like that. One is as a CGI tiger. You don't see that very often. Um, when it happens, it's for a reason. It's Mm. to make you realize how volatile and unpredictable that world is. Yeah. I understood the reason for the horse. I mean, it's free food that falls on, you know, basically in front of their faces. I get it. Yeah. But I just, yeah, it was too Well, much. it also introduced him, him to that full world of how dangerous, because at this point, he's only come across a couple here and there. Mm-hmm. You know, a few ambling along, like like Morgan said, one-on-one is fine. But right. when you encounter a pack of them. Right. And that, oh, that part where he actually encountered them, like when he was still on mm-hmm. the horse and he turned that yeah. corner, I actually yeah. gasped. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. oh, shit. I've had so many oh, shit moments throughout this entire show. Uh, um. There's only been a few that I cried over. Uh, I told you about the Mika Lizzie one. You've, I've, I'm sure you've seen the memes. Look at the flowers, Lizzie. No, I haven't. That seen you never seen the meme of Carol? Look at the flowers, Lizzie. 
Or yeah, when people are like, true. I have, I have a tank. I have Daryl. I have flowers. If, if Carol ever tells you, look at the flowers, run, bitch, run. <laughs> That's what calmed Lizzie down was to look at the flowers. And she had to put Lizzie down, mm. who was a child, because she was unsafe for herself and those around her. She killed her little sister to prove that they're just people. Carol caught her playing with a zombie like it was just a person. Wow. That is. Yeah. Wow. That's that's an interesting storyline. Yeah. And whoever came up with it is well, sick. <laughs> but again, you got to remember in the real world, we have mental illnesses. Yeah. You know, I've got depression and anxiety. And then I, you know, I take medication for that. If I don't have that medication, I'm extremely confrontational because mine manifests as anger. I'm, I'm scrappy. Like I will pop off. My mouth speaks before my brain and my heart has time to catch up. So now if you have a world with people with schizophrenia and, and, you know, things like that without their medication, you know, without supervision, without family that can help them, you're going to have a whole world at each other's throats. And this, See, this show showed what it could be like if everything fell apart. You said that there was somebody that was deaf. Was there any other people uh-huh. with disabilities? Um, no, we did have somebody had to get their arm cut off. So he had a prosthetic arm. Um, trying to think. There wasn't any blind people? No, no. Um, I think that would partially, be an interesting storyline. Par- partially blind. There yeah, was a well, partially that's, blind. That's he actually had um, blood and saliva and something else drip into his eye. And because he wasn't able to clean his eye quick enough, it actually caused damage. So he was partially blind. And and to me, I would think a deaf character would, um, luckily she had a good family, but you can't hear someone approaching you. Mm-hmm. You can't hear a walker approaching you. So I think with a blind person, the same thing, they can't see what they're swinging at. Well, that's why I said that because in the first episode, Rick, um, he was sitting on the steps of his house after he went looking for his wife and kid and there was a walker. And at first I don't think he realized it was a walker because it would just look like a person because it was far right. away. Right. So. Yeah, it's it. it I, I I hate to say this, but I think there are a lot. If this kind of thing happened, you know, like let's pretend zombies come to life, a lot of disabilities, a lot of people with disabilities would not survive. They would not. My disability, I think I could survive because it's not like I got to drive around. I mean, um, yes, you know. yes and no. I mean, I agree with that in some ways, but I also think people, differently abled people, as you put it in your books, yeah, um, might actually be better at it because they see the world differently but if they're you're like if you're a quadriplegic or a paraplegic you're in a wheelchair you can't fight yeah you can't run you know what i mean yeah 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 and then yeah because then like there's an episode um a a alternate universe episode of supernatural where uh there was like the apocalypse and bobby at the time was in a wheelchair and so he wasn't able to survive so yeah i get it physically yeah, and yeah. then there's a lot of, of intellectual disabilities that because, you know, they may not, family members of my own do not see inherent danger. They have irrational fears, but don't see the true danger in front of them. I don't think that, kind of like Mika, they, they, I don't think that they would survive it. Um, and I hate that, you know, or people that are severely out of shape, you're not going to be able to run away, you know, like I, I can't run right now. I'm not even severely overweight. I can't run right now. I'm way out of shape. But having said that, 
one of my big irritants in the show. Now we have had a jump in time. So I think at this point, the zombie apocalypse has been going on for 10 or 11 years when we get to season eight or nine, when they come across a woman who is still a victim or even a man that's still a victim. But to me, especially women, because we are at risk, we are, you know, majority of us are smaller, you know, physically our bodies are made up differently and we're at risk for being raped and things like that. I do not believe there is a single parent that would not raise their child to be a badass in an apocalypse. Mm. I think every with the exception of people like in the Commonwealth who are behind the walls in the Commonwealth, they wear suits and jewelry and heels. I told my husband, if it ever happens, I'm shaving my head. Cause I'm not dealing with this. I'm not yeah. dealing with getting my hair grabbed. And, that, whole, you know. that whole Commonwealth storyline just sounds lazy and just <sighs> completely wrong. Cause like you were saying they had like ice cream and things and I'm sorry, yeah. but if you're in the middle of this kind of thing, you're not worrying about that shit. Well, they, they've tried to rebuild civilization and several people had tried to do it in the past. Um, they've met people who had these records that they would, you know, for building solar power, for gardening and harvesting sp- specific crops yeah, that you'll need. You those know, are necessities. But, yes. But like, they were you trying would, you to- You would do the bare minimum to yes. survive. You wouldn't think about ice cream and chocolate and oh well, maybe, mm, girl listen i would but you <laughs> that's chocolate <laughs> because chocolate does have like healing properties and stuff yeah but you but it's it that's that's where you see the downfall of this uh utopic thought thought process or 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 planning things aren't always what they seem you know yeah. it's well, even like, in the modern world we have governments and we have criminals like you said um, that they were getting jobs and stuff and like the surgeon mm. I get, but why the hell did they need a lawyer? There's no law. Exactly. There's <laughs> in the Commonwealth. There is, they have trials, they have executions and they have a jail and, and fine and dandy. But just like in the modern world right now, we have all that and you still have criminals and crime and laws and things like that. And it's still not a utopia. So who there will the, never be a utopia. Who made the Commonwealth? Was it the, that the Miltons. person? The Miltons. Her, her, I guess her father started it and she inherited it and was trying to pass it off to her son who was a weasel. His was a death that we all celebrated. Hmm. Yeah. Bye-bye. So, <laughs> I don't know. It just seems weird because like why? I mean, I guess if you're trying to get some order to the world, maybe, but I just don't understand why when you can do basically anything you want, you would need laws and trials and stuff. I would think that that would still be a good idea, but not the way they were doing it. They still had lower class, upper class, you know, treating people with inequity. I mean, it, it just, they still tried to return to what already failed. Mm -hmm. so personally yes i would agree with you that we would need it but it just mm -hmm. doesn't seem like a lot of people would feel that way especially you know somebody who's technically a ruler if they can just do whatever they want why would they need trials and like other people's opinions you know what i mean i don't know if i'm coming across right but it just seems i'm I'm an eye for an eye person so i'm not the best person to ask (laughs) (laughs) you know i i think public hangings instead of executions behind closed doors. I know that sounds so twisted. I'm so sorry if I just completely offended somebody, but sometimes you need a deterrent. 
And in that kind of world where there is full lawlessness going on outside those walls, where the biggest monsters aren't the zombies, but the humans. So the, you keep mentioning inside the walls. Are they like, you know, they're tall? literally they they have literally created impenetrable walls and gates around the Commonwealth. That okay, fits so fifty thousand people. Then their laws are and their trials are stuff like for citizens of this Commonwealth yes. against each other. Yes, and like I said, there's fifty thousand people in the Commonwealth. 50,000. That's a city. So then I guess that makes sense then, because if he didn't mm -hmm. have rules and stuff, there would just be chaos. Yeah. But the way they were doing it, like I said, they were putting people in classes that obviously failed already the first time. So instead of the rich and the poor, why not we, I'm, I don't believe in socialism, but in a case like this, we all contribute. You know, you're not getting rich off of my back. Because I have this skill, I'll do this for you, you do this for me. Mm. Does that make sense? Kind of, to me, is reminiscent of, I should say, your book is reminiscent of the show. Because it, well, actually, your book came first, right? You wrote the, um, the fantasy books before the final season, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So in your fantasy books, you have it where, like, there's a village and there's, like, a farmer mm -hmm. and a, you know... It, don't have to come up with a million examples but you have yeah. it where there's people mm -hmm. with certain skills and yeah so it kind of it's kind of reminiscent of that to me yeah so yeah that's when when that final season came and i'm like hey now <laughs> <laughs> this is what you guys should have done yeah it's but in you like notice not, there's in my book so there's two different types of empires one where the king appreciates everything that everyone does and his only job is to make sure his people are protected whereas the emperor of mazine I'm getting rich off your backs. You will do as I say. Yeah. Well, and spoiler alert for anybody who has not read Lynn's fantasy books, but at the end of book one, I believe, uh, Soul Alliance, she requests that the walls or borders or whatever get extended to mm -hmm. the whole village. And yes. that, that's why it kind of makes me think of that. Yeah. So. It's the difference between when the Miltons were running and at the end of the last episode when uh, Ezekiel and Mercer um, become the governor and the de uh, deputy governor, whatever they call him, is dictator versus leader. So instead of this, this dictator, I'm doing this, you're going to do as I say, Ezekiel, who was called King Ezekiel in the kingdom, and it's so cute and I really wish you'd watch that season at least, um, it's all to a vote. You know, nobody is above anyone else. My job is to lead you and to listen to you and to come together as a community to decide what is best for all of us. Not what I think is best for you. Do as I say, not as I do, but what is best for the community as a whole. Because he's already been a leader and that's how he led. They called him King Ezekiel. He hated it, whatever. But he's already been a leader and he's a very diplomatic person. So he was perfect for that role. He's willing to sacrifice himself for the greater good, whereas Pamela Milton is willing to sacrifice the greater good for herself. If that makes any sense. That's the it difference does. between a villain and a good guy. Yeah. A good guy will sacrifice the person he loves for the world. A villain will sacrifice the world for himself. All right. Before this gets any longer and we lose yes, our Yes, we've voices, been going for almost two hours. Yeah. Um, do you have any final thoughts on Walking Dead as a whole? I think it was an extremely 
well-written, well-plotted, well-made show. I think towards the end, they rushed things a little too much and we didn't get a lot of the satisfaction that we all wanted, including Rick returning. Um, I believe part of the downfall was Rick leaving. And while I do understand why Andrew Andrew Legan did leave the show, I do believe that was a huge part of the failing of the show because he was the show. He was us. He was, we were in his, even when it was a different POV, we were Rick. We were, we were going through this world through Rick's mind. So I think taking him out of the show really killed it, killed his momentum. Um, and I don't know that the spinoffs are going to do great because first of all, zombies are not hit right now or they're not hot. Um, but I think because of the way we were played the last couple seasons, I don't think that the spinoffs are going to do as great as if they're hoping for. So all in all, still my favorite show will always be my favorite show. Will always any actors that ever, ever, ever listen to the show, some odd chance, thank you for 11. I'm going to start crying. <laughs> thank you for 11 seasons. Thank you for getting me through some of the worst times of my life. Thank you to the writers for the creativity that you guys brought us, the new worlds that you brought us. Thank you. But to those who let Rick leave. (laughs) Oh, I just teared up, Jen. (laughs) Oh, 11 years, 11. And I I was there from the very first. I used to tape every single episode to watch it again in case I missed anything. And I have watched every single season several times over. Because it still means so much to me. Some of the worst points in my life, that show got me through it. Will you rewatch the final season when you do a rewatch? Yes. You will? You won't skip yes. it? There are always Easter eggs. And there was actually one that I missed that somebody pointed out. The very first zombie we encountered was Greg Nicotero, who is, um, I think, the producer and also does special effects and he was the last zombie that we saw with daryl okay and it was just yeah first zombie that we saw and the last walk walker not just like zombie because there's like a there's a kill at the end but the the first walker and the last walker it just was so perfect i'm trying to think of the scene why am i can't why can't i bring it forward what was the scene i'll have to go open it back up and, and watch it. Uh, there was, what was another Easter egg at the last? Oh, uh, the last episode earlier on in another season, I can't remember which season it ended. They're holed up in a barn because there's a storm coming and they're all against the walls and they're talking and, and Rick is explaining why they're, why they're going to survive because we are the walking dead. And of course that's the name of the show. So we're like, Oh, the last episode, Daryl makes a similar comment. We are the walking dead. Mm. And it's just, there's like, there's always these Easter eggs that sometimes I miss. I have to go back and rewatch it. Um, Oh oh my God. Did you see that? That's from this. And that's from that. Um, Judith gets the compass back from Negan. He leaves her a gift and a note. She had given it to him to find his way back. And now he's leaving it for her so that she can find her way. It's just, there's all these little Easter eggs that I need to go back and rewatch. So yeah, yeah I'll, I'll rewatch last season. For some reason, I can't think of who the first walker was because the first one that comes to mind, besides the ones that were in the elevator, was the, well, yeah, in the very first of the show. Well, let, yes. let me say one, one of the first, one of the first zombies that he encounters. Is okay, because there was, yeah. there was the half body in the grass, but that was a woman. Um, 
then there was the other cop, but he killed him. So I can't think of who it was. Hmm. Anyway, doesn't really matter. Um, <laughs> Which might have been the cop. I, uh, just go back and watch it. I'll have to go back and I'll take a picture of it. Oh, because he kills it, the cop, so you wouldn't have seen him again. No, he shoots him in the head. You don't know it's the same Walker. There's actors that play Walkers. Oh, in I every see single... what you mean. Okay, yeah. the actor. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah so it it's, it's the actually the, the he's a producer and the special effects, something like that. He's a huge showrunner. Mm, so, gotcha. yeah, he played a zombie. There's actors that play Walkers, and a lot of the Walkers are actually CGI too, because you know how hard it would be to get 20,000 Walkers, yeah. like extras? <laughs> so, a lot of times when there's a huge horde, it's CGI. Yeah, that first one, uh, when he came up on him with the horse, that was obviously people, but yeah, yeah, I can see that that being, I thought that was one of the thoughts I had too, was like, they had a lot of extras for this show. Yeah, yeah there's a lot, or if it's from a distance, you know, when they're looking down in a valley, there's a lot of them, it's CGI, you know, things like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, all in all, I, I, I'm not overly satisfied with the last season. Um, the last scene where they're showing the faces, like I just sat there. And cried because it was like saying goodbye to a, a relative, a family. It was like saying goodbye to family. Yeah. You know, it, it, it really got me, but it, I was happy. <laughs> and then we got to see some people come on stage at the, you know, the last Talking Dead. People in the, from the past that had been killed and had come out. And it was just really, really cool. You keep, you, you've mentioned the, the word family twice now. And uh, mm-hmm. it's... I think it's really impactful when a show makes you feel that way, like it's mm-hmm. your family. And that's one of the reasons why Supernatural was so uh, popular yeah. and why I like it so much. Um, and it's just, it, it not every show does that. So th- that's what makes these shows special. I will be 46 on Tuesday. And in 46 years, two shows have made me feel that way. The Walking Dead and The Office. They're my family. Like they are family to me. Like they... You know, with my family, when we have get-togethers and everyone's at my house, I'm at peace. Even though it's loud and chaotic, my people are here. I'm at peace. I'm safe. When I watch these shows, no matter how high my anxiety is, it brings me peace. They're my family. So two shows in 46 years. 46 on Tuesday, Jen. (laughs) Well, happy early birthday. Thank you. (laughs) Um. Yeah, I have lots of shows that make me feel that way, so I get it totally. Yeah, two in 46 years. Okay. Two hours later. Um, That's a lot of editing, girl. Unless that gonna- is the end of our first themed episode. So. Now, after not- having listened to all this, please let us know if you'd like another themed. Yes. that was a lot. <laughs> we are going to do more themed. We've already decided, but we want to know your opinions on the whole idea. Also, if there's specific themes you want us to cover, um, we have in mind, we're going to do the Immortal Guardians books. We're going yes. to do, we have a couple of, we have a couple of books lined up. Um, I want to, I want to interview you about Supernatural. A we can do that. With you we about can do that as long as you don't mind spoilers. Oh, that's fine. Okay. We can do that. We can absolutely you know, it's, do that. It's, it's like a lot of shows that I already like, Yellowstone, I already knew there was going to be certain things that happened because I've seen so many memes and commercials. Mm-hmm. So it's supernatural. I kind of know what's going to happen because I've already seen so many I do, commercials I and think memes. that would be a good idea, though, because I think if you hear more about it, you may actually want to watch it again. Well, it's not that I don't want to. It's just I share the TV. <laughs> no, I know that. But, you know, you've, you've said previously, like, it's it's a little too innocent. CW. Yeah. <laughs> a little it, CW. It, it continues to not be that way. 
So well, I, think- I almost gave up on Harry Potter because it was, you know, kids. It was mm-hmm. very good. I liked it, but as it went on, it got darker. So now I want to go back and read the books. Uh, hmm. This is a very unpopular opinion, but I've said it before. The movies are better. Oh wow. <laughs> Same thing with Lord of the Rings. The movies are better, but we won't wow. get into that right now. We could, we could cover Different that, discussion. Though. We could cover that because technically that is supernatural because it's witches. Yes, it is. Yes, so we could is. cover Harry Potter. Have you seen all the movies? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, I did. We, I'm going to write that down. <laughs> did we not like cover, the spiders. We did could, not no, like the spiders at all. I hate that scene. I, poor Ron. I'm, I'm very arachnophobic. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're going to come up with several things we can do with these themed episodes and i said in my vlog that went up today even when shows come back we will probably do themed episodes in between the regular stuff Mm -hmm. just because like you saw with um like winchester's my opinion didn't change much so we were kind of repeating ourselves every week yeah so i think what we'll do is we'll do one week we'll do a normal episode and the next week it'll be a themed episode and then we'll come back you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um so we have Lots of episodes to fill. So please send us whatever you want to hear about. Um, As I said, email, Facebook group, all in the show notes. And I guess that's it for this episode. And oh my God, my voice is going. Yeah, I have another interview to do in a couple of hours. So (laughs) we are definitely skipping our meeting today. (laughs) If you need it tomorrow, let me know. (laughs) So thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this spoiler filled episode about the walking dead and we'll see you next week see you guys if you've enjoyed this episode of let's get mystical and would like to email the hostesses you can do so at let's get mystical podcast at gmail.com or join the facebook group both which will be listed in the show notes we'd love to hear from you